Baruch Hashem, again, the ability, thank you, the ability for all of us to remind ourselves what life is about, to remind ourselves what we're here for, which the world itself, Olam, Olam is Melushan Helam, which means to hide. Olam, Ayin Lamid Mem, Ne'elam, is when something is hidden. And one of the greatest um, challenges that we all have is every person, every human being, um, specifically um, uh, somebody who, is, who comes from a high place, which is a Jew, our neshama, where the um, purpose of life, the purpose of life is hidden from each and every one of us. That's the, really the tachlis, that's really the purpose of the world. The purpose of the world is to distract us in a certain way for our purpose or from the purpose of our life. That is really uh, what, what life is about. Life is about remembering, right? You know, if you think about Rosh Hashanah, right? Rosh Hashanah is called Yom HaZikaron. Yom HaZikaron, what is Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah is the day where we remember, right? Yom HaZikaron, which means to remember, we remember what, that there's a melech, there's a king. We remember there's a purpose in our life. And then what happens? What happens is we go daily and it's very easy for us to forget what our purpose in the world is. Very, very easy. Because that really, right, the world is called, we're put in this world, Yerida L'Tzorah Chalia, that Hashem took us from a very, very high place. Hashem took our neshama from a very high place and He sent us down into this world. Why did He send us down into this world? He sent us into this world in order to do something. And what happens is, what many times happens to a person is we forget that we're here on a mission. It's almost like somebody go, could you imagine somebody going on a trip and he goes on a trip to China for business. And he's there, he leaves his family, he leaves his children, he goes there alone for let's say four days to do what? To make business, to do business. He's gotta buy a lot of products, he's gotta do a lot of stuff. He leaves his family, he leaves his home, he travels far. For what? For business. He's got a purpose. Why am I in China? I'm in China to buy products, to make business. That's why I'm not home with my family. That's why I'm not home with my children. That's why I'm in a foreign land. And what's the purpose of being in that foreign land? To do business. I got a lot to accomplish. So imagine that person going ahead and sleeping all day, sleeping all night, sitting on his phone for four days in China. You'd say, what are you doing in China? Why are you sitting there in a hotel or in a whatever, in some hostel, you're sitting there, right, doing nothing? Don't you remember why you came to China? And somebody who would do that, you would say, this guy, it's ridiculous, it's crazy. I can't believe this guy is doing that. Mm -hmm. So now, of course, it's a little bit easier because it's only four days. So it's much easier maybe to stay focused. To stay focused for 70 years, to stay focused for 80 years is a little bit harder. But the truth is, the truth is, we 
are here on this world for a very, very specific purpose. Each and every one of us is here for a specific purpose. Now, we might not know what that purpose is. It might be hard to know exactly what that purpose is. There used to be a time in the time of the Arizal, in the time of the big, big tzaddikim, where they could look at you. They could look at you and say, your purpose on this world is to do X, Y, and Z. And that would be much, much easier if somebody would be told exactly what your purpose is. Your purpose is to give a lot of tzedakah. Your purpose is to learn a lot of Torah. Your purpose is to struggle with this, this, and that. Whatever it might be. Your purpose is to whatever it might be. But at least you would know what your purpose is. We don't have that anymore. We don't have people who could look at you and tell you what your purpose is. But what we do have, that's why I love learning the Chavetz Chaim. And I love learning Hilchus Lashon Hara. Why? Because I don't want to be distracted by somebody else's purpose. I don't want to be distracted by someone else's life. And what happens is, especially in our generation, with movies, with social media, with the news, with access to other people, what happens is you might have never had a chance to even think about what your purpose in this world is. That's number one. Because even when you know what your purpose is, that purpose can be constantly pushed away from you, pushed away from you, pushed away from you. But first I have to figure out what it is that my purpose in this world is. Why am I here? How long am I here? What am I here for? Now, of course, there's a big macro purpose, but then there's the individual purpose of what? Why am I here in yeshiva? Why did I come here this year? Why am I here in this year right now? What did I come for? Why did I go to davening? Why did I open up my sitter? Why am I learning? Why do I wear the shirt that I wear? Why do I room with the roommates that I'm rooming with? Why do I have the conversations with the people that I'm having conversations with. Like we said yesterday, which I think was very, very important, right? we spoke about the difference between opinions and facts. How many facts do I know? Am I just a person who's filled with a bunch of opinions? Or I know facts. I know things that are true. I speak things that are true. Or am I just a person who has gobbled up a bunch of opinions about things. And this one has an opinion, and this one has an opinion, and this one has an opinion. Or do I have, do I, you know, this is something that I speak about a lot. Those who know, you know, from my shear and our learning, different learning. It's beautiful when people learn a lot of lumdus and they learn and they say this bit, this opinion, the Rajba's opinion, and the Ritva's opinion, and the Ramban's opinion, and the Toysus's opinion, and Rashi's opinion, and people spend all day talking about opinions, but they don't even know what the Gemara's Kasha is and what the Gemara's Teretz is. The Gemara's Kasha is the Gemara's Teretz is. The Gemara's Kasha Gemara's Teretz is called Shaklavataria. They don't even know the facts. You don't even know the facts. It's very dangerous. How many times, right? How many times as a person, right? It used to be a time where people knew Chumash. People knew Tanakh. People knew Navi. People knew halacha, and then they added Gemara. Then they added Tosos. Then they added the Rishonim. And I say this emotionally, it's the same exact way. 
when you don't know the facts and you're just a person of opinion. So what, are, what, what do you have? It's very, very dangerous, very, very scary. People say, oh, Lashon Hara. What's Lashon Hara? Do you know anything about Lashon Hara? Do you know what's, what is Lashon Hara? Do you know why we're not supposed to speak Lashon Hara? Do you know anything about that? Do, when, when, when we think about it for ourselves, do we know anything about what the purpose of Judaism is, what the purpose of life is, what the purpose of God creating the world is? What's the purpose of many, many, many things? And the more a person can stop and think, and stop and think, because otherwise we're busy with everyone else's opinion in our brains. You could sit, you have to think about it. How many times do we hear things from other people? And that's besides your childhood, that you heard your father's opinion. Now your father better be right. Your mother, right, we spoke yesterday, right? Your father better be right and your mother better be right. And then your brothers better be right. And then all the schooling you had better be right. Because if someone's wrong, then you have to ask yourself, okay, so what is right and what's wrong? What is true and what is not true? And that's very hard because when you're a kid, everything someone tells you becomes the truth. Everything your, your parents told you becomes the truth. Now, hopefully you have healthy parents and you have good parents who have told you things that are right or whatever it might be. But when you get older, it might be like, wait, one second, my father had this problem, my mother had this problem, my, my teachers had this problem, my school had this problem, my community had this problem, my this had this problem. So what, is, what am I left with? Okay, question, comments? Yes, Shalom. This is something very interesting that I, yes. I never really realized why not hearing Lashon Hara is so important. And now I'm seeing because I want to know my life and love my life and not just get distracted by other people's external life. Exactly. I just pick that up from what you're exactly. saying. Exactly, exactly. Did you hear what he said? I want to know my life. But you know what? The only reason you can even ask that question and talk about that is because you spent and you're spending time, a moment in time, actually just having that conversation. Just to be able to stop for a second and say, what is my life? Who's living my life? Who's in charge of my life? Who's the captain of my ship? Who's the captain of my destination of where I'm going? What did Hashem give me? What do I have? What do I have from Hashem? Am I using what I have from Hashem? Sometimes we don't even have the time to even think about that. To even think about that. We're so sucked into everyone else's business. I'm so occupied by other people's business that I don't even have a second to stop and to say, I want to get to know myself. I want to get to know who I am. Beautiful, Shalom. Very well said. Okay. We ready for Allah? Any other question, comments? We ready for Allah? Questions? Comments? Please encourage us, Rabbi Erblich. Nice. Great question. What happens if someone is too afraid to get to know himself? So number one, it means you are, um, I don't like the word normal, but it means that means it's very appropriate to be afraid to get to know yourself. That's number one. Number one, people are afraid to get to know themselves. But we could talk about that. Why are people afraid to get to know themselves? Let's talk that out. 
it's true. It's a big, it's very, very true that people are afraid to get to know themselves. Why, number one, why is that? Number two, how could I get to know myself? What could I do to get to know myself better? I'm, gonna, I'm asking that. I'm asking actually both of them. Right? But what could you do? Why are people afraid? Yes, Avio. Meaning the negatives. You might get to see your negatives, and we don't want to get to know the negatives. Nice. Anybody else? Uh, that what? The so it's both. Meaning I don't want to, I'm afraid to see my negatives because I'm ashamed of my negatives. And I'm afraid to see my positives. Why, Avigdor? Say it a little more. Why? Why am I afraid? Because then what? Right. Because if I have so many strengths, as long as I'm hanging out, let's guys, let's remember that. If we're hanging around, as long as you are hanging around people, this is very important. People don't like to hear this, but, but I like to say it, and it's important to hear it. If you are hanging around with people who have low expectations from you, if you are hanging around people who have low expectations, not unrealistic expectations, is not the other side. But if you're hanging around people who have low expectations of you and of themselves, then most probably, most probably, you are not tapped into your strengths. It's like playing basketball, right? I see we have some, some fresh guys off the courts right now, right? No big deal, Zari, if you're, if, you're playing, if you're playing basketball against someone, and Aviel, you the same. If you're playing against somebody who's very small and very weak and you feel good about posting up against him, that's not impressive. But if you're going against somebody who's your height, who's taller than you, who's bigger than you, and you're posting up against him, now we're talking. Now we're talking. So what does that mean? If I'm just hanging around with people who are weak, if I'm not hanging around with people who are, who are strong, who are, who are working on themselves, who are challenging, them me, challenging me, so then I'm not so much really tapping into my strengths. I'm not really tapped into my strengths so much. You tap into your strengths when you're around people who are strong. Because those people uplift you. They give you, they challenge you more. Somebody who's, who's, who's you know, not working hard, somebody who's escaping all the time, that's not a challenge for us. It's not a challenge for me. It's a challenge to hang around the person who could stuff you. That's a challenge. It's a challenge to hang around someone who's better than you. Why? Because then you have to look inside of yourself. Then you have to rise to the occasion a little bit. You have to work a little bit harder. So yeah, so we have, we're, sometimes we're ashamed of our weaknesses, sometimes we're afraid of our strengths, and sometimes also it's easier to just be around people who are, who are not doing so much because then I don't, I don't have to look at myself, right? When your roommate's getting out of bed and you're in bed yourself, thank you so much. When your roommate's in bed and you're in bed, you're good. 
If all your roommates are out of bed and you're the only one in bed, that's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. Okay, beautiful. Anybody else? Please, yes. What about, and I don't need to get make it personal, but what about yeah. a yeshiva like this, where there's all kinds of guys, oh. so it's very easy to plateau or... You know, Correct, like, 100%. And in a yeshiva... I'm not trying to throw anything negative. No, no, but that, I, it's not negative, it's realistic, it's true. So then you have to ask yourself, where am I hanging out? Am I in the base medrash? Who am I hanging out with? Who do I associate myself with? Who am I friendly with? Where do I find myself gravitating? Am I gravitating to the guys who are more, you know, like this? Or am I gravitating more to the guys who are like that? And I think that that's more realistic. A lot of times when people are in, are in and, and there is, sometimes at a stage in life, you want to put yourself in a place that is totally, totally, highly demanding from you, from every, every ounce. There is also a demand to be honest with yourself. In this yeshiva, there's a demand to be honest with yourself because no one gets, gets uh, distracted by externals as much as in other places. Other places, you get distracted by, oh, you're here, you're there, you're this, you're there. Here, you might have to be more honest with yourself. That's a good thing also. Yeah, a very good point. Yes, Binyamin. I didn't say so much comparing. I'm not talking so much about comparing. Saying you're more hanging around people like that. Right, but that comes to growing just to impress them. Just well, no, you're not doing it to impress them. Right, so I don't know if you're doing it to be on their level, just it affects you. When, you, when, you, when we hang around somebody, yeah, so, I'm sorry. Okay, right, I wasn't talking so much Right, I wasn't so much talking about that aspect that you want to be like them. It's more that they, that they're, they're, the way they live is challenging you to live a certain way. If I, if I learn, here, let, let's give you an example. If my roommate's a mess, if my roommate's a mess, so sometimes it's hard to distinguish between my mess and his mess. I could walk into the room and just be like, I'm in a messy room. But if my roommate is neat, and my roommate makes his bed, and my roommate has a clean closet, and my roommate puts his shoes in a certain way, and my roommate's closet and his area is neat, so then when I see the mess, it's very clear that that's my mess. That's, that's, that's the example that I'm saying. But if I'm in a room with, or my whole caravan, or is very messy, so then it's much easier for me to be messy. When you're in a clean place, it's much harder to be messy because you know that you're the one who's making the mess. Good. So you're right. So you're right. It's it's. So first of all, that okay. Good. That, that, that's that's a good that's a good point. I mean, if I'm only doing it because the people around me are doing it, but, I, but every, most people want to be neat. Most people, I'm sure, who grow up in a home that their father is neat and the mother is neat and the home is neat, I would assume most people like that have a disposition of being more neat. If people grow up in a home that's a messy home, 
I would assume now some people rebel against that and they'll be extra neat. But if your father's neat and your mother's neat and there's a certain culture that's neat that definitely breeds neatness. You're talking about the physical neatness? Yes, physical. Yes, physical. Physical. Emotional as well. But you're right. You can't just assume because I'm doing something for other people or externally, it's not going to drip in. But if you are looking, most people, right, most people want to be neat. Most people want to be organized. Most people want boundaries. That's what most people want. People crave, right? People think, oh, well, when I get older and I'm a father, right, especially if you grew up with too much discipline, you say, I'm going to let my kids do whatever they want to do, right? It's terrible. It's terrible. Kids need boundaries. Everybody needs boundaries. Just there's a difference between, between abuse <laughs> and there's a difference between, between healthy uh, discipline and, and um, you know, uh, you know, not, not you know, being, being, having good, healthy boundaries is something that every child needs. You're going to tell your kid, oh, you can go to sleep when you want. You could shower when you want. You could eat what you want. God forbid, you'd, you'd, you'd hurt your kid. Could be you'd hurt your kid more if you did that. So all of us want boundaries. All of us want to be neat. All of us want, right, all of us want to be able to respect other people's space. We all want that. And when you're in a place like that, it's much easier to, it's much easier to, 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 be, able to, follow, to be able to follow the culture of that place. Yeah? Does that work, Benjamin? Okay, yes, Rafael. I'm just going to make a bracha, baracha, Torah, Benai. In the Malchalam, Shakol, Mibadro. Hey, I think regarding um, getting to know yourself, I think most people have really afraid to get to know themselves. They don't, even just realize, they don't realize that there's that step of the cloud getting right. to know yourself. Like right. Most people jump to, like, okay, this is what I want to become, and this is what I need to achieve, or whatever. Right. And they don't cop that, like, there's a first step of getting to know yourself. Yeah. Which Correct. is a continuous uh, process Correct. that takes time. Beautiful. Uh, rather than being afraid to get there. Beautiful. Well said, well said. I think Rafael is making a very good point, meaning a, a lot of times people don't even realize, they look, at this, they look at life as, okay, how much money am I going to make? How much, how much Torah am I going to learn? How, how are people going to look at me a certain way? Right, me the same thing. I want to be like this. Right. Right, to look at themselves. Correct. I agree. It's one of the things, I'll get to you in a second, Morty. It's one of the things that I say, thank you, Rafael. It's one of the things that I say in Waze, right? The meaning Waze as the app Waze is correct. Yeah, you could say it, Avi. I'll say it for me. Say it. Most people say, think that there's one important thing that you need on Waze, and that is your address that you're going to, which is important, but equally important is your location. And that's what Rav Hill is saying. You could say, oh, I want to be a great husband. I want to be a, a millionaire. I want to be a big tamachacham. I want to be, you know, a, 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 whatever it is, a great father. I want to be someone who doesn't get angry. I want to be someone who's this. Well, what's your location now? Your location is that might be, you might be in Africa and you're trying to get to, you know, you know, the, 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 you know, to Yushalayim. 
So you're going to be frustrated. How many times do people get frustrated because they're like, oh gosh, I've been at this for like six months. And I'm like, six months. You've been, you've been beaten down for 20 years of your life. And now you suddenly want six months of, of you know, or one shear. You come to one Masils Yisharm, you come to five Masils Yisharms. That's it. I want to change my life. Yeah, well, you, you, yeah. You're 19 years, 20 years, 25 years listening to your father, your mother, your culture, whatever it might be, you know, putting you down, putting you down, putting you down. Suddenly, because I discovered myself in six months, I want to become this, right? Then you don't know where your location is. You might know your destination, but you don't have your location. Your location is much different than you think it is. So beautiful. Well said. Yes, Morty. What are some ways to get to know yourself? Oh, that's, that's the good one. Yaakov, I'm surprised you didn't ask that one, Yaakov. Right, what are some ways to get to know yourself? The first step is, the first step is, the first step is you've got to identify the things that detract you and, and take you away from yourself. What takes me away from myself? And I say there are usually four, four of those things that, that apply to, to, to a lot, lot of most people. That is sleeping, because sleeping can be an escape. Your phone slash, because it's not a phone, your entertainment system, right? Your entertainment system usually can distract you from knowing yourself. Number three is, right, um, drinking, drinking alcohol could be a distraction from knowing yourself. Um, doing drugs could be a distraction from knowing yourself. Right? Watching certain types of, of things, not just your phone, your entertainment system of just going through your entertainment system, but watching movies, watching certain types of movies or different things that you're watching will take you away from knowing yourself. So that's for sure step number one. Because what happens is when you identify the things that are distracting me, then I'm stuck with myself. I'm stuck with myself. I'm with myself. Does that help, Morty? Go, go. You can tell me a challenge. Right. To, yeah. You mentioned that. Yes. Yeah. So I want to know if there's anything. Like, what's step two? What's step two? Well, once you finish step one, if you do... No, it's not keep in mind. If you do step one, guaranteed, guaranteed. Ask, ask a few of the chavra here who've been in places where they had no phone, they had no drinks, they had no drugs, they couldn't sleep when they wanted to sleep, and they had to show up. What happens? What happens? What, what would happen if I put you in a place where you couldn't sleep as much as you want, you couldn't go on your phone, whenever you want. You couldn't take a sip whenever you want. You can't take a hit whenever you want. And you can't watch certain things whenever you want. What happens? What? You start to feel. What else? Some other people could say. What else happens? You guys, don't be... Don't be you have to be with yourself. What you were in, how long were you in isolation for? Good. Just give me one time. Nine days. Nine days. Nine, what did you do for nine days? I sat with myself. You sat with yourself. What did you do? Did you watch movies? No. 
Did you do drugs? No. Did you drink alcohol? No. I did so sleep a little bit. You slept, okay, but what'd you do? I sat with myself and I felt my, I acknowledged what I had that I had to work on and I, and I, I saw my problems. Okay, amazing, amazing. <laughs> so Morty, so now Morty, you wanna say, okay, right? Now what? It's not now what? You first gotta do step one. Isolation means without other people. Ask him, ask him. Sitting in a room Oh, you mean what the Ramchal? You mean what the Ramchal says? Yeah, what the Ramchal says. What the Rambam says? Yeah. Because that's another detector. That's the same thing. Exactly. Correct. Correct. So people say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's too extreme. That's too extreme." No, it's not too extreme. No, it's not. We're just whacked in the head. That's not too extreme. That's normal. That's not. That's normal. It's good to spend time. It's good to be able to spend time with yourself. I'm sorry to call us wacko, but you know what I mean. I don't, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm saying to us, we can't imagine that, right? We can't even imagine me going ahead. What? I'm going to give up this. I'm going to give up that. I'm going to give up this. How am I going to do that? Oh, when I get married. Yeah, right. Yeah, when I get married, that's when I'm going to stop with this. Yeah, right. Because you're not going to have more stress when you're married. You're going to have less stress. I was just facetious when I said that. I was being sarcastic. You're going to have less stress when you're married. So then you'll be able to deal with everything. What? No, that's when you're, you're going to want your phone even more. That's when you're going to want the alcohol. Right, the kiddishes that everybody goes to and gets drunk, that's for singles only. No married people are there with children. Fake. That's, that's, that's a lie. That's not true. Most people who show up at kiddishes and get drunk and roll their eyes about marriage are the ones who are married, who are making bar mitzvahs. So what's going on? There's a problem. What's the problem? People don't know themselves. And the second they get anxiety, and the second they get insecure, and the second they feel a certain way, what do they do? They run for the hills. They run for the hills. Or they don't even get there. Right, Morty, you're upset you even asked the question, right? You're like, oh my gosh, where did I start over here? Right, I'm joking. But if you want to know the truth, I'm going to tell you what I'm, I don't want to say it like that. I don't want to tell you the truth. I'm going to say things that are true. I don't like saying the truth because everyone says, oh, this is the truth. I'm, not, I'm saying things, right, it's not an opinion. I'm saying these are, right, they'll say it's an opinion. I'm saying things that are true. When people don't know themselves, right, well, that's what love is. Why do people hate themselves? They hate themselves because they don't know themselves. They're afraid to get to know themselves. They don't even know where to begin. Yes? Uh, just for uh, yes. um, about what Nafi said, I think uh, I heard about like, a lot of stories about a lot of people went to prison and then there they just changed their, their life just because they were isolated. They were forced. And they had a lot of time to right. see with their friends. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, so Correct. Think, so. it, it, it's a similar thing. You don't, I mean, hopefully you don't, a person doesn't want to get to a point. You don't want to get there. But, 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 there's a, there's a, there's a, there are benefits. You know, our, our world that we live in, the world that we live in is getting very, very scary and very complex. And what happens is, is what happens is, is that, is that we come to a point, and we spoke about this last week, you come to a point where, where you don't even know what's normal anymore. You don't even know how to define 
you know, what is accepted because when you see adults acting like babies and you're a child and you look up to somebody and you're sitting there looking and you're saying, but everybody does that. Everybody has a, a smartphone. Everybody drinks at a kiddish. Everybody goes to Pesach programs, right, and does whatever they do. Everybody does this and this and that. Then, then you become out of touch of really that you've never even seen something that could just be, right? Everybody, this is what I always say when it comes to marriage. And Baruch Shem, the guys in yeshiva don't have this because you've heard this from me the entire time that you're here in yeshiva. Most people make jokes about marriage. Now, yes, that's my opinion. I'm not saying facts. But my experience is most people make jokes about marriage and they roll their eyes about marriage and they make funny comments about marriage and about women and they make jokes about it. It's not funny. It never was funny for me and it never will be funny for me. Because marriage is the most incredible thing. Marriage is the most beautiful thing. Marriage is the most incredible thing. And I don't want to ever look at, could, could you imagine this? You're spending your, your, the rest of your life with the most important person who, in your life, and you're, and you're making a joke to your friend, wherever it is, rolling your eyes about your wife. How insane is that? That's insane. Now, I'm sorry to say that, but I'm right. It, it's, it's ridiculous. If Lashonara, we speak about Lashonara, we speak about Lashonara, which, which Yair said yesterday, right? If I'm talking to you, I don't want to talk about me. If someone is talking to somebody else Lashonara, that means, right, if you're the receiver of the Lashonara, someone's coming to you and saying, oh, you know about this guy, blah, 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 blah. That means he will do the same to you. He will also tell that guy about you. No, 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 I'm different, we're different. No, 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 you're not different. Somebody who speaks Lashon Hara does not discriminate. Oh, only him I'm talking Lashon Hara about. It doesn't work like that. If your friend is, is talking about him, so here I'm going to talk about my wife, I'm going to roll my eyes to somebody else about my kala, about my wife, about women in general. Are you nuts? Sorry that I'm, that I'm maybe being too harsh, but, but uh, you're okay? You can be the harsher. But it's true. And then how else am I going to know? If you grew up with a father who didn't treat his mother well, or if you grew up with a mother who didn't treat the father well, and everyone's making jokes about marriage, and this and that, so then you, well, 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 yeah, of course. Well, of course. That's not, why wouldn't I assume that, that, that marriage and relationships are not going to work out and I'm not going to have a deep, good relationship with my wife? How do we get into that? I don't know how we got into that, but you know. Yes, Javier. So, about you getting to know yourself, sometimes yes. there are things that you are trying to, let's say, um, sometimes you have things that you don't know it's like, is it me or it's not me? Mm -hmm. It's just like uh, ESR maybe or something. Let's say, for example, let's say to wake up early in the morning. Yeah. So you could say, like, if you ask me when do I want to wake up every day, so I will tell you, of course, 8 a.m. Right. Right. Bottom line, every day I'm finding myself, let's say, wake up every day at 9, 10. Right. So am I a guy who wakes up right. early? Great. Or am I a guy who wakes up Great. early? Great. Great. So, so thank you, Aviel. That was the second thing that I wanted to say. So you, 
you help me remember what I wanted to say. You need other people in your life to guide you, to help you, to talk to. Don't trust yourself, and that's not what I meant when I said don't trust yourself. What I mean don't trust yourself is that get other people's feedback about you. Don't think that you're the one who knows you the best. You might not know you the best. You might know a part of you better than most people because you've been with you. But you got to get feedback. You must get feedback. you got to ask people questions like that. And not the classic answer that you're going to want. The classic answer that you want, don't go to that person. Because then you just want to hear what you want to hear. Oh, oh, let me hear the musr, let me hear the musr. Speak to someone, what? Right, exactly. I want to feel good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to hear. No, no, no. Talk to somebody who knows you, who could tell you what. I know myself, when I speak to my rebellion, and I don't often speak to my rebellion, not because I don't, I don't want to bother them, but I don't, I don't, I don't that's partly I don't want to bother them, but, but partly is because it, unless I really have a real dilemma, I'm not going to ask them. I, I could figure it out myself. If I have a real dilemma, I'll ask. 99% of the time, and I think I've shared this, I bring in a third party with me when I speak to the person. I'll never speak to my Rebbe or a Rebbe of mine, just me and them alone. Why? Why don't I do that? Because I don't trust myself. Because know what happens 90% of the time? They tell me something that's the opposite of what I think they're going to tell me. And I know afterwards when I leave the, the, uh, you know, the time with them, I'll say he didn't really understand me. I didn't really express myself well. That's not really what I heard. That's not blah, 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 blah. Because what happens is most of the time they tell me the opposite of what I'm thinking. What happens then? When you get your you, you know what? You know what? That's, it does, that's when you have to ask yourself, so what, what was I going for? And you have to be honest with yourself. Did I go because I wanted someone just to validate my opinion? Or I wanted to know the truth about me? Do I want someone to knock me and say, Aviel, you got to get up for chakras. You better get up at 7.30. You're a shagitz. You're a blah, blah, blah. Give you the muster. Oh, I love that Rebbe so much. Or maybe the Rebbe's going to say, Aviel, maybe you're not. Could be you're not holding by that. No, 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 no. Don't tell me that. It's hard. It's hard. You want to hear what you want to hear. You want to hear what you want to hear. We all want to hear. That's why I always tell people, who are my friends? My friends are the people who agree with you. They're not your friends. You just want people to agree with you because it feels good. That's not a relationship. That's not a relationship. That's not how you grow for everyone agreeing with you. Yeah, Vada, yeah, yeah, you're right. Right, and you know what? Can I tell you something, Avia? You're already talking about something. You're already talking about something personal. But know what's incredible? Know what's incredible? The same person who's going to tell you that might tell you that you have cocos that you don't realize that you have, and that you're not going to believe either. Oh, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. We end up believing whatever we want to believe, as opposed to putting aside my beliefs and saying, I really want to hear what your opinion is. Let me change that. It's the hardest thing. In, in, in Ramchal Masil Sharm, he says it at the end of Anava, when it comes to humble, what, is, what does he say? Here, I'll read it. I'll read it to you. At the end of Anava, we'll finish off with this. Right, Rebavo, right, Ravilla, you know what I'm talking about. He says, Rebavo, he says in Anava, he says, 
He says that the Amar Iu, Amra Bavo, the Gemara says, Mereish Hava Amina Anvisana, Anvisana Ana. First, I thought I was humble. Cave in the Chazina Lorbe Ava da Ako, that he said something, and another Amora said another thing that disagreed with that. The low cupid, and it didn't bother him that he disagreed with him. This is already chapter Chav Beis, the 22nd chapter in Mesil Zisharim. You know what kind of high level it is? He's saying that you're not Machbit, that someone disagrees with you. We don't want people to disagree with me. We want everyone to agree. Okay, beautiful. Anyone else? And then we'll wrap up for today. Beautiful. Yeah, Morty, what do you say? What does everybody say? Yaakov? Avedir, somebody wrap us up here. Yamin, Yehuda, what do you guys say? Thank you. Shua, Shalom. What do you guys say? Let me, let me read that thing that Rafil sent me because we said yesterday from Rabzev's question, which is a great question. Rabzev, always. So uh, Rafil sent me, just to end off from yesterday, some Hilchus and Hara. Said Rabzev, says uh, the Chavetz Chaim, um, Rav Hillel sent this to me, that if a person said Lashon Hara, if a person said Lashon Hara, and he wants to do Tshuva, so it depends. If the people didn't believe you, and his friend was not shamed by what you said, so then his Avera is between him and Hashem. Meaning, if Chas Shalom, someone said something, and your friend accepted that, and your other friend was hurt because of that, he's not talking about that. Then you have to deal with your, what you did, Klape Hashem, and your friend. That's much, much more complicated. That's a whole different shayla if you're allowed to talk, ask your friend. That's a whole machlokas, whether if you said Lashon Har about someone, whether you're supposed to go over to them and tell them, I said Lashon Har about you. Correct. So, so, but that, we're not talking about that. We're talking about where you said Lashon Har about someone and the person wasn't Makabalit. So what do you have to do? So there, you just went against, not just went, you went against Hashem and you have to go ahead and do regular tshuva, which is your, you regret what you did. You say, I t- spoke Lashon Har and you said, I won't do it ever again. But there's nothing for you to do to that person because the person was not Makabal Lashon Hara. Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us. The most important thing, I think, I think Shalom said it very well, the most important thing is let us, let us try and focus on ourselves. And just to answer that voice in your head that tells you, oh, but I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be selfish that I'm only into myself, only into myself. That's not being selfish. It's not being selfish. The greatest thing you could do for somebody else is you could get to know yourself. Because when you get to know yourself, you'll be able to help other people and people will be attracted to that. Say, wow, this guy knows himself. That's, uh, that's amazing. Have a-